Good morning. It's good to, good to be with you today. I tell you, I was going to start off with John 3.16, but you've already heard it. You've already said it. And how wonderful it is that God so loved us. You know, we can each one say, for God so loved me. He loves me. And I don't know how he does that individually, but he loves me. And each one of us can say that. And, and so thankful for that. And, and it, you know, it's the Gideon's goal is to get God's word around the world so that people can hear and understand or read that for themselves the first time and let Holy Spirit leap off their, those pages and, and into their hearts and bring them to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We hear so many testimonies of what God has done around the world as people just by themselves received a scripture and began to read it and how that, ha that transition has happened. And I'm so thankful. And you know, God uh, says in Isaiah 55 and 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish that which I please and shall prosper in the things whereunto I sent it. You know, we hear about how God's word is powerful and we know that it is. His mercy that we sang about this morning, I'm so glad his mercy was extended to me and was extended to you as well. You know, it's, it's, it's God's word and it's God's power that is able to change and to transform lives and to reach down and to pick people up out of the mire and out of the sin that is trying to drag them down and destroy them, and not just them, but the generations that will follow them. The cursing of, of not knowing the Lord and, and being dragged into sin. But, but thank God, he reached down one Saturday morning, it was cloudy and it was cool that morning, and I had been out doing some painting on a house for a friend, and, and, uh, but God captured my heart that morning, and I'm so thankful because at 26, he changed me. Uh, he changed me from a scoundrel and a, a, a ornery uh, a thing that I was, the life that I was living, and he transformed me into uh, someone that loves him and that lives for him, and I've never been the same, and I'm so thankful for that. And, and uh, if you're here today, uh, know that God so loves you that he, he gave his only begotten son. Um, I get better get my phone out here or I'll get off track. But we, it, it's important for us Gideons to place God's word out in the traffic lanes of life. You know, we do it in many places, but it's so important that we get God's word into the schools. And church, if you can help us pray that God will open the heart of the attorneys that are advising the schools not to allow his word to be distributed in the school because it's uh, for whatever reason, uh, I, I ask you to help us pray that that host hearts will be changed and that, that advising will say, open the doors for that is the solution. We can distribute them in the prison. Wouldn't it be better if we get it to the kids before they get to prison and, and let God's power move upon their life? You know, it was uh, Tommy and Harold Ray Carpenter that gave their, uh, they, they were uh, given a testament when they were, I think around the eighth grade and they, uh, Tommy is a pastor and I was giving a Gideon uh, talk one day at his church and afterward he got up and gave this testimony. And he said, my, brother, my cousin and I received a testament and after about a year we decided we would read that testament 
uh, during, the, uh, during our lunch break when we finished our lunch and we would pray together. And they, he said they did that for about a year. And uh, that after about a year, Harold Ray told Tommy that I feel a call of God on my life, that, that one day I'll, I'll be a missionary. And, and uh, Tommy thought, he, he said, I'm feeling the same call, but I feel like maybe someday I'll be an evangelist and, and uh, maybe a pastor. And, and so um, they, they continued to read and study together. And after they graduated high school in Fort Smith, they, they, uh, uh, both of them went, went to Bible college. And, and Harold Ray, uh, after Bible college, began to pastor a little bit. And his, his, uh, his calling finally hit him. And he went before the board and said, I'd, I would love to, to be able to go to El Salvador. I had a vision that I would go and minister to the people there. And he said, I looked over a valley and I saw the villages and I saw the smoke rising and I was supposed to minister to them. And they said, well, that's good, but we would like for you to go to Bolivia first and establish a work there. And, and so he submitted to them and, and went to Bolivia and worked for many years establishing the work in Bolivia. And then uh, he came back before the missions board and said, I'm ready to go to El Salvador if you'll let me go and, and minister to the people there. And they said, well, we, we really would like for you to go to the French Guyana and establish a work there. So we want you to go to Montreal and learn French and then go to French Guyana. And he submitted to their authority and, and he did that. And then after the work was established in French Guyana, he came back before the missions board a few years later and said, and they said, we would like for you to go to El Salvador. And, and so he found that vision was finally fulfilled in his life. And he, he went there and he, he get, and he poured himself into what God had called him to do and changed his life. Tommy also went to Bible college and met his wife, Nelma, to who is my wife's aunt. And uh, they pastored for several years, and then they were called onto the mission field to Belize and, and established a work in Belize. And, and Tommy still goes back there today uh, to help with building projects and, and various things uh, to help in, in the mission effort in Belize. But he's, he now pastors in Pangburn. Uh, uh, since Nelma has passed away, uh, they, they are, he's here in the United States. And, uh, and, and, you know, that seed was sown uh, into their hands that God would put a calling upon their lives. And that's why it's so important that we put God's word into the hands of young people so that God can call them and place into them the passion and the, the life that he would have them to live for him and not the world trying to draw them and, and pull them off to the side and distract them. But uh, also Tommy, and since I know the family, Tommy has a, a son that is a missionary. Missionaries, to uh, he and his wife minister to uh, special needs uh, people around the world. Uh, he has a, a son that's a pastor uh, here in Arkansas in Pleasant Plains. And he has a daughter that's, uh, she's the wife of a pastor in Louisiana. And they, they pastor a church there. And, and it, God's God's word, when it's sown, and it, it many times changes lives, not just now, but for generations. 
And that's what we're looking for, is to pass that heritage on from generation to generation. I share in the food ministry that if you don't know Jesus, uh, you know, you're not passing on the blessing of knowing the Lord from generation to generation. As I'm a third year, uh, third generation Christian, and my grandson is the fifth generation Christian, but said you're passing along the cursing of not knowing the Lord. And so we challenge and encourage people to come to know the Lord there in the food ministry. But um, uh, you know, the church has placed such an important role in what we do in the get in ministry. For it's the church that supplies the get in and auxiliary. As was mentioned this morning, that there are three get ins here in the church already. And uh, if you are here today, and would like to be part of a missionary ministry that starts right here at your doorstep, handing out scriptures to people and being a witness to people and, and sharing the love of God with folks right here in your community where 1500 scripture, over 1,500 scriptures were handed out right here in Lawrence County last year. Uh, the, the Gideons would be a good uh, place for you and you and your wife to serve if you'd like to serve together. If you're not married, you don't have to have, you don't have to be married to, to be a Gideon. So, uh, uh, but we would love to talk to you. Any of the gentlemen here would love to talk to you about joining and becoming a part of, of this ministry that God is doing right here for, for every Gideon has to be a member of a local church and also has to have the approval of your pastor uh, because Gideon's International will call your pastor and say, uh, will you approve of Alan Decker to become a Gideon? And my pastor told me one day over 20 years ago, I got a call from Gideon's International and oh boy, we had a talk, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but I guess it passed because they allowed me to become a part of the ministry. And, uh, and, and I'm so thankful for that. It's the churches that use the, the Gideon cards that are placed here in your church. We have the thinking of you, the in recognition. We just had graduation to which you could send in recognition for. My daughter, before she could even speak, uh, because of her birth, people were, were being able to be exposed and read the Word of God because people had placed scriptures in recognition of her birth. Uh, she loves to talk now, but she was already telling people about Jesus before she was ever born because of her birth. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for those that place those scriptures. And uh, it's, it's the churches that provide offerings to us. You know, we, we, distribute, we distributed last year over 45 million scripture. Pre-COVID, we were up around 90 million scriptures. So, you know, as many churches closed and it, it really limited what the Gideons could do. Uh, you know, our scripture distribution went down to around 45,000, uh, 45 million rather, and, and, and even maybe dipped below that. But as we're coming back, uh, into uh, at, after COVID, well, this year our goal was over 60 million scriptures. And uh, I don't know if we're going to make it or not. Uh, we're not there yet. And I'm not looking to get all those, uh, get that gap covered here today. But I ask you to give as God lays upon your heart uh, that, you, that scriptures will be placed where God wants to sow them. A portion of it comes right back here to your county that your camp has sent scriptures that they can, they can order and they can receive scriptures to hand out right here in the county. 
por a portion of it goes around the world that people can, can distribute God's word and, and bless and, and uh, share the love of John 3.16 around the world. It really works this way in that uh, as you give today, a portion of it, as I said, will go around the world and it may, it, you know, it will go to a camp like, uh, I believe it was in Mongolia. There was a group of Gideons in a village and they uh, received a few hundred scriptures. There's a hundred of these scriptures in each box. And, and they, just, they heard about uh, some school testing that was taking place on Saturday out in the bush. And so they, they heard that there may be close to 200 students there. And so they decided, well, we're gonna take 200, two boxes of scriptures and we're gonna go to that, to that school. Well, the, the school was 29 kilometers away. It's a little over 18 miles. And they didn't have a car, so they took off on their bicycles. There were three of them. They took off on their bicycles. They had the uh, boxes balanced or tied down to the bicycle. But about two kilometers into the trip, they realized the roads were so muddy that they couldn't ride their bicycles. Now, they had left early that morning. And so they took the boxes off the bicycles and they, there was always a free person to rest. So they exchanged the, carrying the scriptures and, and walked the rest of the way uh, of, that, of that trip. And, and uh, they got there around noon that day. And as they got there, the, the, the children were breaking for lunch. And so the administrator thought that would be a good time to make the distribution. So they were able to distribute over 160 scriptures to students that day and also to the teachers and the administrator. And after they had taken some sustenance, they said they were able to buy a little bit of bread and water where they were. And uh, they, they uh, took their bread and water and they rested a bit and then they took off back home. And they got home into the evening, but they were praising God for the over 160 scriptures that had been placed. Now church, they didn't have the funds to purchase those scriptures, but because we in America are so blessed, we send scriptures around the world that these Gideons and auxiliary have the scriptures to be able to distribute them into the hands of men, women, boys, and girls that they may know Jesus and that we're, we're piercing the darkness around the world, penetrating, sowing the seed of the word of God. And uh, in these little testaments, as it was mentioned earlier to the children about how when you have different uh, things take place in your life, you can turn to God's word. In the front of these testaments, those words are, are, are listed here. And you can find those words and when you worry and there's scripture to go to and, and uh, when you have uh, other things that are, that are going on into your life, when you're depressed, you can turn to scripture and be encouraged uh, from, the, from what's written in the front of these testaments. And there's also a little, uh, 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 the Roman road in the back of these testaments. And there's a prayer that someone can pray to receive Christ as their Lord and Savior. There was a child in Chile that was given a testament by the Gideons in school. As he went home, his dad said, you can't bring that into our house. And so the child obeyed his dad and he kept it outside. He kept it in a dry, secure place. And one day before his dad took off to the, to the mine where he worked, he said, where is that book that you were given? And he went and retrieved it and gave it to his dad and he dropped it into the 
bib of his overalls and took off to work. Now you know where I'm going with this. That day there was a collapse in the mine and the dad and, and the crew that he was with was down in the bottom of that mine and they were not to leave that mine alive. And so as the bodies were being exhumed out, they found in the, in the bib of the overalls of the dad, the scripture that he had taken, that his son had given him. And they got to looking at the very back part and the dad signed uh, the prayer where he had received Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior and asked him to forgive him of his sins. And they got to looking and turning the book and, and the other men on the crew had signed their names around the back of the, that page as well. And, and people, had, that people had asked God to forgive them of their sins, uh, that whole crew. And, and uh, I'm so thankful that somebody handed that to that little boy that day. And, and uh, that's why it's so important that we're able to get into schools and, and distribute God's word. Also, it's important that we're able to get into the schools and distribute God's word uh, because there was a, a gentleman, let me get back to my notes, and, and uh, his name was, I always have a hard time remembering, George Lamaster. And, and George Lamaster, to him, life was worthless. He was worthless, and he had gone to the city dump to take his life. Let down the tailgate on his truck, had the pistol in his hand. It was snowing that day, light snow was on the ground, and he saw something red laying underneath the, the snow right there at his feet. He got down, he brushed the snow back, and he picked it up, and it was a little red testament that had been given to a child in school. In some reason, some way, somehow, that had been discarded, and it was laying there in the city dump. But God's word says, so my word shall be, it shall go forth and it shall prosper whereunto I sent it. And that day, George Lamaster picked that scripture up and he opened it, sitting there on his tailgate and he began to read of the love. Of God. I, don't, I don't know what scripture he read, but he'd read the scriptures of the love of God to him. And it pierced his heart and he, he, he decided not to take his life that day and you know what? George Lamaster has been a, is a pastor and has been a pastor in Southeast Missouri for many years. And uh, it's just, uh, uh, it's so important that we get God's word into the hands of people. You know, we have, I would like to ask you to, to continue to use the Gideon cards that's here at your church, because just like an offering today, a portion of it will stay right here for scriptures to be distributed and, and uh, then part of it will go around the world and some of it will be distributed to our military people uh, that they might carry God's word into, into battle with them. I've heard testimonies of people having that in their front pocket and a bullet hit the Bible even and, and it stopped the, the, the Bible, stopped the bullet. Uh, and I've heard more than one occasion of that actually happening with our military people. Uh, I didn't set my phone to where it would be stay open the whole time. It keeps going closed on me. <laughs> uh, I, I, and I'd, I'd like to ask you to continue to use the Gideon Card program. I'd also ask you to give so that we can distribute God's word 
right here at home, and even more than 1,500 this coming year can be distributed, that even more schools will be open to the distributing of God's Word, and even more opportunities would, would come alive that this camp can do the work. And it, I would like to ask you to come alongside this camp. You, can, you don't have to do what I'm doing today. Not every Gideon does this, but you can hand out scriptures. You can, you can hand a scripture to someone and say, God loves you. I have a friend, uh, he lived in Branson. They moved to south, uh, northwest Arkansas now, and, and uh, Bill Matlock. And he gives people a scripture, and he says, there's, uh, there's helps in the front to help you in life uh, that will encourage you and help you in times of distress. And there's also a test in the back to see if you're going to heaven. And, and he said he'd turn around and look, and people were looking at the back of that book to see what the test is, to see if they're going to heaven. And they began to read the Roman road and see that prayer. You could come alongside us, and you can do that if you would. If you'd open your heart and say, Lord, use me. I'll, I'll, I'll go and I'll do what you'd have me to go and do in, 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 in handing out scriptures. I'd also like to ask you, to, to, uh, to pray for the ministry as well. We have many brothers and sisters in harm's way. You know, the, the testimony that I gave you of the guys in the camp that, that trudged that 29 kilometers, that 18 plus miles to hand out those scriptures, there's stories like that all over the place. All over the world, there's, there's stories like that. Many of them are living in harm's way, you know, among the Muslims and distributing scripture. And, and uh, I have one scripture, uh, or I got to meet a gentleman at an international convention that he was a Muslim and, and uh, grew up a Muslim and went to college and was going to be a, a, a great Muslim. And, and he was going to get a Ph.D. And, and he was going to do his final, final, is it a dissertation that, that you do to get your Ph.D.? And he was working on that. And he was going to do it on how the Koran is better than the Bible. Only problem was he didn't have a Bible. And so he asked a friend, said, can you get me a, a Bible that I can work on this, on my dissertation? And, and his friend said, yeah, I can probably do that. And he brought him back a Testament. And he said, this is just a, a part of the Bible. He said, I need, a, I need a complete Bible. And so his friend was able to get him a complete Bible. And he said, I read that. And he said, after I read it, he said, I had a decision to make. He says, was I going to believe the Bible or was I going to believe the Koran? He said, I chose to believe the Bible. And so he didn't finish his dissertation. And the, the uh, professors that he was under working on his dissertation came to him in a couple of years and said, you know, you never came back with your finished product, with your dissertation. What's wrong? And he, he told them and he told them the story and, and said, now he believes the Bible uh, and is, is true, the true word of God. And they said, well, you know what this means? We must tell the authorities and you must, they'll take your life. And he said, if you must, you know, but I believe the Bible. He said, they never came back to me. The authorities never came for me, and he had heard that one of those professors read the Bible and believed the Bible. And, and so it's amazing when God's Word is placed out there how it can even pierce the heart of the hardest Muslims to receive the truth of God's Word into their life and to be changed. 
So I, we, and I, I gave you that testimony to show you that Gideons are living harm's way. We had, we had a Gideon that, his name is Victor. And, and I'll close with this. Uh, Victor lived in Ukraine. And when the conflict broke out in Ukraine, Victor was a Gideon and he felt like it was his calling to live among the soldiers in order to distribute God's word to them and tell them about Jesus because they were in harm's way. And before they died, they needed to know Jesus. And so he enlisted and was right there on the front lines telling soldiers about Jesus when he wasn't doing his, his duty. And Victor died, lost his life, but he lost his life standing in the point, in the place where God had called him to be and to, to distribute God's word and to see men come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We, now, I'm not asking you to go into harm's way by joining us in this camp, but I am asking you to consider joining us in this ministry to hand out scriptures here in Lawrence County. Or maybe go to Arkansas State when we have a distribution over there and hand out scriptures. Or maybe go to Williams Baptist College and hand out a scripture, hand out scriptures there. Uh, please talk to the, uh, the Gideons here if you would like to become a part of a missionary ministry that the sun never sets on because 24 seven, the, the ministry of the Gideons goes forth and is working and doing what God has called us to do. Mentioned over 270,000 Gideons and uh, auxiliary to working together worldwide. Oh, we used to be over 300,000, I do believe, but that, that number has dwindled. Help us to bolster that number and to be a strong army with the weapon of God's word in our hands going forth through the land, taking the land for the Lord as he calls us to do. God bless each and every one of you. You know, we talked about John 3.16 at the beginning of the, of the service today or in the service. Have you ever really said, for God so loves me? He does. He I don't know how he does it. He loves us individually. And if you've never understood that to the fullness of the joy of knowing the fullness of God's blessing in your life, I ask you to consider that today. Would you bow your heads with me? If you would like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and live your life to the fullest that He has for you, I'd ask you to come forward today and pray with us and receive Him as your Savior. It was the best decision I ever made in my life. That cloudy Saturday morning, my life changed. The burden and the change and the vices that had consumed my life were lifted. And that can be the same for you today. Set free by the grace that God has. Our sins were many, but God's grace is more. Would you receive him?